0: yo 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 what's going on you guys it's your favorite video game podcast the sticky buttons podcast and we're coming at you with a very space themed episode today a starfield episode you know it feels like a dream come true right now i just had been anticipating this game heavily months ago and and here we are sitting in front of a mic talking about it it feels it feels really surreal.
1: Yeah, I've just been so excited for this game. Like I've lost sleep about it. So it's I'm just so excited <laughs> we're here on the mic to talk about it, man. But before we get into it, we had a couple updates, and I kind of just want to go over those really quick. So these are some updates in regards to our Patreon, and just really quick, you know, from the bottom of our hearts, we really just wanted to say and just take a moment to say that we appreciate all the support. It's been given to us at the Sticky Buns Podcast. And we have decided to do a little bit more with our Patreon. And we're really excited for it. So we've decided to start a Minecraft Realms. And if you pay as little as $1 to our Patreon, you'll get access to that Minecraft Realms. So we're really excited about that. We did do a Minecraft Realms for the channel at one point, And we kind of put that out for anyone. And that was so much fun. I actually... I, think I I. mean, I put so much time into that. I had such a great time. I mean, there was like a village and like a village of everyone's houses. And I, I just loved that. I kind of made... There
0: were terrorists. There were griefers. you <laughs> we can blame Brandon Rickert for that.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So that's kind of one of the reasons why that shut down. But yeah, we're just excited to be doing it again. So if you'd like to support us on our Patreon for as little as $1, you'll get access to that. And Brandon and I also were committing to do another when we started the patreon we had made i guess the pledge to do an episode a month an unedited episode a month and it was just really kind of unsustainable for us and that was really hard and i think we were kind of just doing too much at the time so we decided that every three months we're going to put out another one of those episodes so just about whatever i guess we want to talk about i'm kind of thinking For me, I really just want to talk about some comics or some movies that I've watched and my takes on those. And if you listen to any of those, they get kind of wild. It's kind of like the B side of the Sticky Buns podcast. So I think we're really excited to do those again. So it's September this year, and we're going to put two of those out this year. So one around the end of September, beginning of October, and the other one at the end of the year. And if you support us for as little as $1, you'll get access to that. So
0: stay tuned
1: yeah just wanted to update that we've had made some changes to our patreon thank you so much to anyone that has been supporting us there
0: for as little as one dollar you can keep this podcast alive thank
1: you. <laughs> yes you can keep this podcast alive <laughs> for as little as one dollar a month <laughs> pays for our rent our food our mics <laughs> the lights <laughs> all right brandon so let's get into it man starfield And I don't think you can talk about Starfield without just kind of talking about the absolute fervor that surrounds it. Just the hype, it has just been incredible. So I kind of just wanted to set the stage and, you know, really quick, I mean, how are you feeling about the hype? I mean, I went full in. I mean, I'm assuming you did as well. How were you feeling? I definitely
0: did. I I was watching a lot of, like, lore videos. I was uh, trying to, like understand what to do in the game. I was watching a lot of like the tips and tricks videos because mm-hmm. it seemed that Starfield had paid for YouTubers to make content prior to the release. So I had a lot of that to watch. I didn't to really? I did saw that. For the launch. Just the sheer amount of ads on YouTube, you know, <laughs> people around <laughs> me talking about the game. So the word of mouth of ad- advertising was there. Like it was just it was some some serious advertising for this title and dude i can't even i don't even want to get into like how i feel about the game yet
1: (laughs) yeah i i feel the same way man i mean it was just so in my face and i honestly i was just so excited for it and i think that both of us you know we were huge skyrim fans huge bethesda fans and we're just so eagerly anticipating this game and the promise of Skyrim in space. And I think that, you know, the best place to start is, you know, just to talk about Skyrim. November 11th, 2011. 11 11 11. Skyrim was, was released and you know, it kind of changed the industry. It changed the way that I think about games and it changed the way that many think about games. I mean, you truly get into this fantasy world and you can go anywhere. Like if you see a mountain, you can go to it. You know, you can own property. You can own a house. And you know, you can steal and you can fight. You can use magic. You can use swords. You can use an axe. You can you know devote your entire playthrough to chemistry. And just that like freedom that that induced. I don't know if had been seen in a video game. And I think that that is why you know I was just so excited to give. Starfield a fair shot. You know, it doesn't matter what the reviews were. I was always going to pick it up just because of my experience with Skyrim. I I agree.
0: I don't think this was a title that I could have not played ever. I was going to pick this up at some point, and I'm glad I did, first and foremost. And, you know, thinking about Bethesda and when it got acquired by Microsoft, it was... A bit of an interesting acquisition, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Seeing how the game performs on the Xbox, it kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, and that's something that's kind of come out recently. I mean, obviously, so this game is Xbox exclusive in terms of consoles. It's also out on PC, so you can buy that from either the Steam store or the Microsoft store. And it's really interesting because they... There was an interview that came out prior to the launch of the game that they kept saying this is the most polished game we've ever created. And, you know, that was the Bethesda Studio saying that. And they said that because it was exclusive, that was a huge part of that. Because I guess the way that it works, which is something that I didn't necessarily realize, in terms of when you optimize a video game, there's an optimization team. And I think the way that they... You know, this interview kind of came out. There's like a hundred people. I think they were using an allegory like, if there are a hundred people on a development team or on this optimization team, right? So you have a hundred people, they're on the optimization team, and their job is to make sure that the game runs on the Xbox, that it's optimized for that system. And they were kind of saying that generally in a studio, you would have this. 100 people, and it would be split 50-50 if there's two consoles. If it comes out on PlayStation and Xbox, half the team is working on Xbox, half the team is working on PlayStation. And I think they said because of there was only one system, the whole team was able to devote all of their time to the Xbox, and that's why it runs so smooth. And I think that that's really interesting, you know, how that kind of came out. But I guess just kind of, you know, back to, I guess the energy around it, it had a lot of promise i think that the the marketing for this game really kind of came out and said this is i don't know if they said this is skyrim in space but they they did everything but say this is skyrim in space and for a lot of people that were expecting to have a ship be able to fly a ship you know be whoever they want to be in space whether they want to be a trucker or a bounty hunter or just some guy in a spacesuit that pickpockets people in a city. You know, the possibilities are nearly endless, and I think that people are just so excited for that, you know, let alone crafting and base building and all of these aspects of it. People are just so excited for it. I want to ask you,
0: what did you expect going into Starfield like before you had any knowledge of the gameplay? What were you expecting?
1: I guess I was kind of expecting... Actually, you know, funny enough, I was expecting to run around the world in third person and kind of explore, discover places, you know, meet characters and and go on a quest. I don't know if this really answers your question, but right out of the gate, I mean, I have been playing almost exclusively in first person, which I think is really interesting. I guess I really wasn't that invested in in it until i saw the gameplay so once i saw the combat once i saw the ship combat and the base building that's when i got excited for it i mean what about you were you expecting something different
0: you know it was hard to not like just think of skyrim as the outline and then Mm -hmm. just change it to space absolutely and you know i also was thinking about kind of the time aspect of it you know Skyrim being released almost a decade ago now Mm -hmm. and, and us being on next gen and kind of what can, from a design perspective, like what can they do to really pique our curiosity?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's very interesting because I think a lot of games I'll just pick them up and, and play them for what they are. And there isn't just these, I'm not immediately making comparisons you know, to Skyrim, you know, one of my favorite games. And I think that just because of who it is and what the studio is, it really just invites that immediate comparison, which I just, I normally, you know, I try to meet a game for what it is and not kind of look at what's surrounding it. I also, you know, for me, something that's happened since Skyrim came out was Breath of the Wild. Honestly, I think it did what Skyrim did, but it made it better. And it kind of, you know, you can see that over there, you can go there. And I was kind of expecting, I think, a little bit of Skyrim to have some flavor of Breath of the Wild kind of mixed into it, and that sense of freedom and exploration. And I think there's also, you know, I guess there's an immediate comparison to an indie game called No Man's Sky, which we've talked about. And I think that there's just because it's set in space, you can walk on the ground, hop in a spaceship, and go. There's the immediate comparison to that game. And it's odd because... All three of those games are very different from Starfield. And I think that it's weird that it just immediately invites all of these comparison points to incredible games and it's nothing like them. Do you agree about that?
0: I definitely do. And I think it says a lot about the way that consumers think, right? Mm -hmm. They don't really have a basis for this product that they're expecting to buy. So they're just looking at well, anything they have, any data points that they do have already and kind of trying to base their guesses off of that, which makes sense. But I think from a marketing perspective, if you understand that, you can really cash in on that. You can really capitalize on that. And I think that the Starfield marketing team definitely did that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, for me, it captured my heart and mind. I was all in. And I do think that Starfield's a great game. I do think that the marketing is maybe a little misleading now that I've played it. Would you agree with that? I would
0: definitely agree with that statement, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, dude, do you want to get into it, man? I mean, we've kind of set the stage. Yeah, I guess definitely. something we haven't talked about is, you know, this is an Xbox game and you had to buy an Xbox for this. And I think there's a lot of pressure on this game, just being an Xbox game. And <laughs> there's a lot of Xbox games recently been kind of duds. So I guess with all that in mind, Brandon, what did you think of this game? When you set out into this world, had you read any reviews? What, what were your first takes? I mean, you streamed this. I guess I watched a little bit of this. So I guess that's kind of a different thing that we've done normally. Like you streamed it, I kind of watched it. And dude, how, what was that experience like? What was your first steps in Starfield?
0: You know, my first steps in Starfield, I was trying to just keep an open mind. Uh I immediately knew that I would be making many playthroughs in this Mm -hmm. world but you're kind of immediately introduced to the character customization Mm -hmm. menu which is you know very friendly very appealing and I was excited to create my first character I went ahead and made a character that looks like me but I didn't kind of uh put I made I put a face tat on him because I would never get a face tat (laughs) in real life
1: I thought that was uh, funny.
0: <laughs> he looks like one of my favorite artists now. But it's really fun to, you know, kind of dabble with that character customization. I thought it was really cool that there were already some, like, pre-made builds that you can play through, which is really, really interesting. Like, they kind of have, like, their own urges, or they have, like, a name for what they urges, essentially, with... Basically, these pre-made characters are going to do things without your control. And I didn't need any of that. So I I made my own character. And it turns out that I ended up doing that anyway. I ended up Mm -hmm. having my own urges in the game. (laughs) 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 But yeah, you know, I started off and I was immediately in my, my Honda Civic of a ship just flying around <laughs>
1: instead hey, you can't you can't talk shit about the frontier man that's the only ship i have my my ship is not a honda, honda civic man i'll tell you that right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> mine definitely is because i have not touched it one bit i've just been flying around doing quest i immediately started working with the is it constellation
1: yeah console. yeah that is the I guess the faction of space explorers
0: you're right I started working with them and you know I've garnered quite a bit of a following mm-hmm. a lot of supporters there although recently Sam Co one of my followers he didn't like that I assassinated someone on a mission
1: damn so he he was displeased with you for taking the yeah. hard route he
0: was heavily displeased he was saying he didn't think him and his daughter could Fly around in my ship anymore. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, you know, I, I wasn't too upset about it.
1: <laughs> the companions are really interesting. I mean, you kind of start off the game and you're almost immediately forced to have, I guess, Vasco as a companion. And I guess. Let's get into the, maybe like the traits and the start, like how you started the game. Because for me, I mean, you pick three kind of starting skills and it takes forever to level up. So those starting skills are really important. And I picked two of my starting skills were stealth related. I had, I guess, like stealth as one and pickpocketing. And my, my companion just immediately blows the cover. So you're not allowed to be stealthy. Especially with the first companion, so I was I was a little bit jaded when I started because I wasn't able to use the skills that I had picked for my character right out of the gate. What skills did you pick, and how did you start playing?
0: I picked the jetpack skill because I figured that would be essential to traveling. I picked a research skill because well, I'm a professor, so I'm going
1: to like need. Oh, you're a professor. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome!
0: So I already get boost in research, so I figured I might as well invest further into that. Mm-hmm. And then I also invested into the pistol certification skill. Nice. Because nice. I figured that you know if there's any starting weapon in a game like this, it'd probably be the pistol. So I needed something to like you know I wanted to be able to hold my own with the pistol. And but I will admit I did have help of YouTube help me
1: pick these uh, yeah i did as well they're very confusing and you don't necessarily know what you're you're getting into so i also used a guide to help me pick which starting class uh, you, which hold on really quick before we get too much further what's your name of your character did you just go with brandon
0: yeah i did I do. I you didn't really go
1: with like captain brandon pirate brandon no yeah i just went brandon i guess you're a professor professor brandon are you playing it as a professor are you kind of role playing that way
0: I'm not playing it as a professor. I'm kind of playing it as a professor who's gone rogue since he's lost his (laughs) career.
1: Oh, that's so funny, man. I love that. I'm about to start a new character. I've been playing as Aaron. I kind of, me and Aaron, we kind of sat down and built her as a character. And I was like, what do you want to be? And she wanted to be like a pirate that, like a crazy space pirate, which I just thought was kind of funny. And I named the character the Aaronator. Kind of like the Baconator, but it's just Aaron and I, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was really funny. But I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to start a new character and I kind of just got into it and I haven't streamed it all. So I'm going to start a new character as Blake and stream that one. And my plan is to be, I think I'm going to title myself Blake Staghorn and I'm going to be like a bounty hunting botanist is kind of what I'm going to do. So I'm excited to get into that and just kind of redo my whole skill tree. And I'm not gonna pick any stealth. <laughs> the bounty
0: hunters are a pain in the ass, dude. Like whenever I'm trying to like go to a new star system, there will be a new a bounty hunter just waiting to collect a bounty on me. And I Did don't you have pick, any uh, wanted? I don't have any ship like things for fighting, so I I try not to fight them. But what is wanted?
1: Is that I think that's one of the like the skills that you can have, or I guess one of like your character backgrounds that. Whenever they go, I guess, hunted by bounty hunters and you get like a small buff to your health. Did you pick that one?
0: Oh, I think I did pick that one. I thought it would make it
1: interesting for the professor to be wanted. That's why. Man, Brandon's a rogue professor. He did some crazy <laughs> experiments, man. That's why they're after the him, dude. Love,
0: they're after me, dude. They're <laughs> trying to silence
1: me. I think I might pick wanted as well when I pick. Uh, it when was I that, yeah, it's actually
0: pretty funny because that. Uh, See, I'm pissed off, but I did it to myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. So you've pretty much been sticking to the main quest then, mostly Constellation?
0: Yeah, I've been doing mostly Constellation. I've been working also at Ryogen. Have you heard of Isn't them? are working there? Ryogen, yeah. Tell me about that. They're a corporation in a small gal. Oh man, I think it's, this galaxy is, if I'm not mistaken, the Andromeda. Okay. It's like a small moon off a planet there and there's a city where Ryujin Industries has uh, an office and I started working for this corporation. it's really shady corporation. I still don't quite know what they do.
1: Oh man, that's most corporations man. <laughs> but they yeah but they
0: just send me on like these really like specific quests. So I last had to steal the security key card and that's where I ended up just killing the security guard. Because oh this was God. like, this was like a really buggy quest, where I was like trying to figure out how I can pickpocket this dude, but it was not letting me pickpocket him at all. So I well, was "Well, you just have like, to have
1: the skill unlocked in order to pickpocket somebody. You have to have that unlocked on the skill tree." Oh,
0: I see. See, I had to just you know wait and get that skill, but instead I, you know, I took the hard route. Yeah,
1: you know, it's kind of funny. I guess not to cut you off, but they. It's very old school RPG in that way, where you have to have unlocked the skill in order to do the action. It's very interesting. Like in a lot of Bethesda games, you can like lockpick right out of the gate. But if you don't buy the skill for it, like use the skill point to unlock the ability to lockpick, you can't lockpick. Same goes for the jetpack. My starting character didn't have a jetpack for a while until I leveled up. How do you feel about that?
0: it definitely makes for a different feel it's not It's not what I'm used to with these kind of games mm-hmm. but you know in this specific case it made me get creative and you had to uh, kill him yeah I had to kill him <laughs> and, and I learned something about the corporation that I'm doing work for they really didn't seem to mind that I did that they yeah, were but
1: Sam Co did
0: yeah Sam Co did mine.
1: did you get paid extra for killing him
0: No, I don't think they knew
1: because I didn't leave any witnesses. Except for Sam.
0: Except for Sam. but Sam's working for
1: me. He's on your shit, man. You know where he sleeps. Exactly. Come up on him, man. (laughs) (laughs) Open the airlock. He knows
0: I'm a wanted man. He knows not to try
1: anything. Oh, that's funny. Well, let me ask you this. When you first start your quest in Constellation, you get to the city of new Atlantis. What did you feel when you got to the city and kind of got to Constellation for the first time?
0: You know, I definitely thought this was easier than I expected to travel. Like the travel Mm -hmm. seems to be like, I can just fast travel anywhere really quickly. I thought I was kind of like actually up to fly places and like, you know, weave asteroids and stuff, and fly through star systems, but that's not the case here. You can just fast travel wherever you go from anywhere.
1: How do you like that? Because I think that is where a lot of people are kind of rubbing up against the game, where you you can't just jump in your starship and go to space.
0: I can see if you were, and that's why I asked, like, what were you expecting? If you were expecting kind of more of like a spacefaring game where you're flying through space on your ship, you know, maybe this isn't a game for you. Maybe maybe you want to check out a, a different kind of space sim because yeah. the space yeah. flight here is not the focus. The focus is more about the storytelling within the confines of of Starfield, right? So it's kind of just like a simulation world. And in yeah. that, you know, drawing the comparison to Skyrim, it's kind of like Skyrim set in space. I mean, I can't put it any, any other way. I think that sums it up very simply.
1: It really is, but it's different, because in Skyrim, I think a lot of people are drawn to the, hey, I can fudge my way up this mountain if I keep jumping and I can go anywhere. And I mean, I feel like for me, I feel like Starfield is really just about the characters and the story they're telling. Like, I can't help but be just a a little disappointed about how, I guess, it feels to explore. It doesn't feel as seamless Or as you're not rewarded in game for exploring, but you are necessarily rewarded to where, like, if your own curiosity and role playing is like if your character would have gone over to that point, you're going to be rewarded because maybe you'll meet somebody or find something. I think it's fascinating that, you know, I mean, in the time that I've played it so far, the most enjoyable interaction was talking to Vasco after we'd kind of set out on our quest and I was able to like the dialogue tree to talk to Vasco was, was almost endless. Like I, I spent almost an hour in this one conversation with Vasco and I just couldn't believe that I was talking to him for that long. And you know what I mean? When you're in space, it's very segmented from when you're on the world and vice versa and exploring. And
0: that's a good way to put it. And I think also you're alone. When you're yeah. in space, you know, as opposed to when you're in a planet surrounded by the civilization, you know, it's very lonely in space, so it helps to have Bosco or your crew there with you. Yeah. And have you also figured out the rest mechanic?
1: The rest mechanic?
0: Yeah. Do you know that you have a bed in your ship and that you should sleep for double XP for 35 minutes?
1: I did not know that. So, what you kind of go up to the bed and you can sleep in it?
0: Yeah, so you have a bed. It's about in the middle of your ship. I have uh, like
1: sat down in seats to like pass time. Is it the same thing as that? Yes,
0: yes. So, if you sleep to pass time, you actually, when you wake up, you get a 35 minute double XP boost. So, you should always be sleeping. So, you have to sleep
1: for like a set amount of time? Like, do you have to sleep for like eight hours? I'm
0: pretty sure it's it's just like, you just got the act of it. And I'm pretty sure you can only do it once every 24 hours. like one, Oh, that's awesome. Every, like, your system's, like, mm-hmm. clock 24 hours.
1: Yeah. yeah. But it's a nice little yeah. boost. It's fascinating. There are just so many elements to this game. It's very simy. You know, like, you really are, like, a person existing in this world. And I yeah. guess let me just ask you this, right? Like, how do you feel in the world? Like, how do you feel in the world of Starfield? Like, do you enjoy your time with it, or...?
0: I really enjoy it. You know, some of my earliest memories are visiting, you know, NASA's, like, command center and, and their little... remember one time they did a, a trip where they brought, like, one of their, like, space hab modules for us to see and kind of, like, experience what life was like in space for astronauts.
1: Was this in school?
0: This was in school in real life. And mm-hmm. I was a very young kid I must have been like eight or nine years old but just being there I remember thinking like wow this is this is really fascinating and it gave me a different appreciation for science and space and now that I'm playing Starfield it really does make me excited to go to space you know I know that I won't be able to do it in my lifetime but I do know that there will be humans that will have ready access to that i just pray that you know our planet you know stays healthy and we don't forget about taking care of mother earth but it is very exciting to think about you know that future and this game does give you that chance to simulate that i really do think it does and so if you want that simulation if you want experience what that might be like definitely pick this up
1: yeah, it's interesting. You you hit some great points there. I mean, it really does kind of feel like it's just NASA, but in the future. And I guess I do kind of want to you know, bring it back to what you had asked me earlier, or a point you had brought up earlier about kind of like expectations. Like, I'm remembering now that in the marketing, the, I think Todd Howard said, the isolation of space, like the desperate isolation of space. And you really feel that. Like you can feel... You know, just being alone in the universe. And
0: when you open up that map to like travel, fast travel anywhere, and you see like where exactly you are in space, like relative to this map, you're like, damn, I'm in some like deep recess of of the galaxy right now. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. I feel like I'm not far enough into it to really have any opinions Me about too. some of this stuff. I agree.
0: I agree on that. I, I feel the same. I have at least fifteen hours on it. Like I do have a good amount of time on it. I just know that there's so much more to the game. It really is like a can of worms.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And Bethesda, like me knowing Bethesda and what they're capable of, it's really one of those things where you have to like progress far in the game to really start to see. Kind of like how they designed it, what the experience that they designed, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like like about Skyrim and when you like finally are level 150 and you're able to like craft Daedric armor and you're able to have all these like conjure up all these. Like you get to really like explore the different facets of the game and experience them and their full capacity. And it really heightens the experience and makes the game that much more exciting. It makes you want to get back on it and explore more. And just create those experiences, and Starfield does that for me, and that's why I'm hesitant to like create more characters yet. I kind of just mm-hmm. want to like see how far I get with this first build, see how far I can push it, what the limits are, and then I kind of want to like, you know, toy around with different builds. But yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess just to, to kind of go off that, I'm about like ten hours in, a little bit less. I was really only able to play this on the plane on my Steam deck, so I'm really excited to kind of uh mess around with the graphics settings now and try and like get it to perform a little bit better and kind of tinker with that. I was on a vacation when this game came out, so haven't really got to spend as much time with it as I want, and I really wanted to stream my experience. so that's kind of why I created Aaron as a character. And I just thought it was funny when we created her. we made, we gave it like the hero worship background. Like Erin's got, she's got moms, like her mom and dad, like they're in the game. Haven't met them yet. But I kind of came across the, like the hero worshiped. And like, that is just so funny to me. So I'm considering doing that on my playthrough and I kind of do it for me. But, But yeah, dude, I mean, like this game is just so big. I'm starting to feel a little bit, like there's some parts of the game where I'm still like waiting to reserve judgment, but I'm starting to like, I don't know, kind of, like, form an opinion or kind of see where something might be going. I was kind of a little bit off-put by Constellation when I got there. You know, I don't know if you felt this way, but I was kind of like, I guess when the game started, I kind of felt a little bit confused as to, like, why did this guy, bear it like, why did he give me his ship? Like, why am I off to Constellation? Like, I just, I felt very confused about it. Did you feel that way yeah, at all when no, you started? Yeah, I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah, I still don't know oh. who Barrett is. <laughs> yeah no I, it's it's really i find, find they kind of just like threw this on us <laughs> and that's part of the reason why i like kept going too. like i kept playing so much because i wanted to like at least meet this barrett guy and follow up on it and I, i'll tell you blake i have followed the quest quite a bit
1: and yeah you don't meet barrett <laughs> you, you don't meet him I mean, They'll I haven't up with them met again? him
0: yet, dude, and I've done a significant amount of constellation stuff, and that's why I started working with Rajin and started focusing on my own things because I actually don't have the wanted thing, Blake. I just have done really bad things, and people, have <laughs> people have sent bounties on my head because oh I figured gosh, out which one that's I have. Funny. I have the one where I start with a home, and I have to I have oh. to pay Gal Bank for the mortgage. Oh my it's gosh! Like did you get a
1: freaking mortgage?
0: It's, yeah, it's a see, man, see, honestly, Brandon, I don't know how kids. you're playing this
1: game, man. Brandon's like, give me a video game. Give me a job. Like, let me get a job in a video game and let me just get a mortgage I can't pay. Like, that's that sounds like my kind of game. I don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm
0: over here. I'm working for a shady corporation trying to pay for, <laughs> pay
1: for your house. <laughs> Dude, is it worth it? Is your house nice? Dude, I've visited and
0: I can't even walk in. Like they said if I want to live in there for a week, I can pay nine thousand five hundred. but at the end of the week I can't <laughs> I'm like, I'm you're like, about you know, to foreclose, what? man? I was like, you know, <laughs> they gave me the option, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this money. One way or another. Blake, I will get the <laughs> to five thousand credits. That's why I was spent some skill points in the bartering. So that's been my kind of my tactic. I've been bartering a lot. Like just buying things, selling them. I've been honestly stealing. <laughs> I've been stealing a lot of materials and then reselling them to different shops. And, and oh that's my been gosh, working that is pretty so well. Funny. That's, honestly, that's a little <laughs> tip right there. But I've been having a good time. You know, that's the main thing. I'm yeah. excited to get back on it. It's just that 2K has been, this year's 2K, they actually did a good job. But that's very okay. Episode. But Starfield, you know, it has a special place in my heart. Bethesda will always have a special place in my heart and I'm excited to play this game some more, stream it. Definitely a really fun game to stream. The content just creates itself constantly.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really funny, man. I it's funny you say that about having like to pay that money cuz I'm so broke, dude. Like I one of the first times I got to Atlantis There's the city of new Atlantis. I kind of like was kind of sneaking around and I found this person. Like I was in a, like a bush. They were on a bench. I was like, nobody can see me. It says I'm hidden. I pickpocketed them. And I was like, there was no point. This person just has like drugs on them. Like that's all they have is drugs. I was like, whatever. I kind of like put it in my bag. And then I like immediately get arrested and they're like, Hey, you got to come with us. Like if you don't pay this fine, like you're going to be in jail. So I kind of like paid the money. And then I was like, damn, I don't know how they caught me. Like, it said I was hidden. So then I tried to do it again, and I, like, did it again, and the same thing happened. So all of my money just went to the police, man. I had to pay my own bail. Oh, and... Yeah, I've gotten caught
0: up with the cops a couple of times. It's best to just give it up right away, dude. Yeah. Just, just give it up. Don't try have to you, fight Have them. you
1: gotten in some gunfights no, Oh,
0: man, I got whacked in the head with a pistol. <laughs> something. Dude, they, got, they they knocked me right out, there. They put me right out <laughs> don't fight the cops man unless you're like unless you really got some serious heat dude i'm talking
1: like some you're packing some serious (laughs) heat do not try to fight cops man oh that's funny gosh that's silly actually i did want to say like on the barrett quest man i this is kind of what i mean is where you really have to like give the game you have to give the game your time and in terms of like the bear thing, it is kind of weird and I thought it was weird. So I talked to Vasco about it and I had like a 10 minute conversation with Vasco, which <laughs> this was like the first time I was in the ship. So I was like, I was just confused. I was like, I guess I'll just talk to Vasco. And he kind of said that, I like eventually one of the dialogue options was something along the lines of, isn't it weird that this guy Barrett just gave me his ship?
0: Yeah, I do remember that (laughs) option.
1: And Vasco kind of said, well, you know, it actually wasn't his to give in the first place, which I thought was kind of funny. But then he kind of goes on to say that Barrett is the only other person in the universe that has experienced the same vision that you have, the vision that you had when you touched the artifact. So he said, It's a leap of faith because he wants answers as much as you do. And for me, I was like, okay, I can get behind that. I can buy into this thing where this guy would give me a ship then. But it's just weird that it takes you the extra step to talk to Vasco to get that information. So, I mean, you really have to... I feel like this game, you really have to invest in it. And I feel like you can't meet it at surface level. You really have to kind of, you know, give it your time and give it some patience.
0: Yes, if you're, like, a casual gamer and you're not, like, paying attention to detail, I feel like a lot will go over your head with this title because yeah. there is a lot of detail there and it's easy to overlook it with, like, the quality of life improvements that they've
1: played. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You
0: kind of just have to keep an open mind and build a better filter for Starfield. You kind of have to understand, like, the way they... Tell stories and point things out in certain ways. That's helped me complete a couple quests, like reading between the lines. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, it's a different kind of game. I mean, it really feels kind of like an old school RPG. I mean, there's a lot of uh, like a lot of loading screens, and I've been spending a decent amount of time doing inventory management. Have you been experiencing the same thing?
0: I've invested into physical, so
1: okay. Does that just let you carry more?
0: Yeah, exactly. Definitely invest
1: into that. Is it a lot? Does it help you substantially?
0: Yeah, it actually
1: gives me like 35 more. Like oh, wow. Okay. You a couple more That's so. quite the boost. You know, it's interesting. I actually, like, how do you feel about it in today's day and age where most games don't even have an inventory system and you kind of just get in and, you know, you can pick up whatever and drop whatever and there's you don't have to manage your inventory like, how do you feel about having to do that and spend that time in this game?
0: You know, as long as I feel like it's a trade for, you know, other quality of life improvements that you do get, you know, and in a way, I see what you mean by like an old school game. It's like you probably could have figured out a better system for that, but you still included that kind of constraint. And,
1: you know, I, I think they did it on purpose. Right. I don't and, think and it, That's
0: what I, I'm insinuating. It like offers kind of a different experience of space and it gives you kind of mm-hmm. i think it exacerbates that idea of isolation right that the the um, lead designer was going for
1: yeah you know i think you're absolutely right because whenever you have a companion with you, you can have them carry stuff for you and it makes all the difference when
0: you're being chased by bounty hunters throughout space and you have a companion to, you know use some ship parts that you just so happen to have bought at you know a convenience store. Mm -hmm. and they can heal it for you while you're in the middle of that battle and it allows you to fight for just that much longer so that you can stay alive yeah you know it's little things like that that like come into play in the game and kind of give you that experience of survival in space
1: yeah absolutely you know it's too early to say what the point of it is like what the point of skyrim is or what they're trying to say but i think it's interesting that that we're both kind of feeling this, you know, importance of the characters and, and not being alone or being alone. And, you know, the trade-offs of that. And I, I almost wonder if, I mean, obviously we're too soon in the story to say, but I wonder if they're trying to, you know, have a message of when we get into space our greatest ally is each other. And I'm starting to see a little bit of that, even in the early game. That's beautiful.
0: (laughs) I think Even if they weren't going for that, that's it's definitely there. You can definitely draw that from the game for sure. It's invaluable to have companions in the game. And you can also kind of going back to simulation, you can like automate tasks. You can delegate tasks, give one to your your people, so to say, Mm -hmm. and have them focus on different things so that can achieve more within the game and that's something that's really exciting and I'm looking forward to exploring more is just seeing you know what how far my companions can go as far as like making me more money because dude I I gotta pay this mortgage I gotta figure out something
1: (laughs) oh that's funny can you do like bounties like I I thought I saw there's like a bounty board or something
0: there's especially if you join the other one there's I think it's called the frontier okay it's like mm-hmm. a police force you can join and you can oh is like, it like
1: the vanguard is that the is that what
0: it is yeah and also oh gal bank I'm not gonna join them man. the bank also <laughs> if you go to the bank the guy you can become a debt collector for the bank and start collecting their debts and uh
1: no that, thank you man <laughs> uh, I've
0: done a couple of those cause listen I gotta get credits anyway. I can man <laughs> but I think, I think that's how I've gotten a bit of a bounty on my head is doing those missions. Maybe that and Ryujin, because I know Ryujin has a lot of competitors.
1: Dang. You're just working for the corporations, man. Dude, I got to get these
0: credits however I can.
1: That's interesting because I haven't engaged with any corporation yet. I mean, maybe I will, but yeah, I haven't even found the option. So I guess that's something that's out there. How did you get a job? Did you just like, hey, give me a job?
0: No. I don't want to spoil anything, but...
1: Dude, tell me, man. Get it out there. I kind
0: of got extorted into, into this job.
1: Oh, you got extorted? Like, you got blackmailed into the job? Yeah. Dang. That's crazy. What you... <laughs> All right. I guess say no more, man. Jeez.
0: Blake's like, fuck. Bro, the
1: professor out here, man, <laughs> he's getting blackmailed. He's... <laughs> Collected debts. <laughs> it's
0: man, it's been tough since I lost my tenure. <laughs> it's, it's
1: Did you have the face tab before or after you lost your it tenure? Was, it happened
0: after I had a brief stint <laughs> I had a brief stint with some space fountain <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh, dude. Brandon was a, like an honest professor, probably studying physics. And he just like his whole life collapsed. Man. He's about to lose his mortgage. He's got a face hat. He's working for a CD corporation and the bank. Oh, my gosh. So stay tuned. Got Honda Civic. <laughs> stay tuned.
0: <laughs> Tune into the stream to see, see how I do, how I get out of this mess, guys.
1: Oh, my gosh. You got a baby mama, too?
0: No, not yet. But I mean, I've been <laughs> trying. I've been flirting with this one girl at the constellation. I mean, she's, she's
1: pretty cute. Uh, who is it?
0: What's her name? Amanda, I think. I don't, know. Okay. I don't remember. I don't remember her name right now. But you can actually have like companions. Like you can start dating people. I was the other day they were giving me the option to start flirting with Sam Co. but I was like, "Oh I, yeah, I don't want." He already has a daughter, so
1: you know. No. Hey, you never know, man. I don't know if I like the companions. Like, I feel like they kind of kill the. (laughs) You can tell them to go at any time, Blake. I feel like they're kind of buzzkills. Honestly, the only companion that I really liked was the Adoring Fan. He was cracking me up, dude. I asked him what he liked to do outside of, I don't know, I just asked him to tell me more about him. And the, the Adoring Fan, he was like, well, you know, I like tea, I like coffee, and I like worshiping the ground you walk on. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I just kind of I was like what? <laughs> you just throw it away. You like just
0: snuck that in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that
0: that's an interesting one, and I think that offers like a different layer to the game, kind of a comedic element that I. Yeah, have. he's
1: hilarious, man.
0: The story that you can tell is really interesting. It kind of like competes with Baldur's Gate in that sense of like. You don't know how the story's gonna play out. that The story can go in any direction. It's very DNA. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm gonna tell. You, I'm not gonna get tangled up with the bank. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, dude, the
0: bank is. Dude, they'll send somebody for you. That's all. Oh
1: jeez, really they'll will send a ten ex tenured professor with a face tag. He's coming for your <laughs> money, man. Have you played Baldur's Gate?
0: Dude, I have been playing Baldur's Gate, and I see where the, why the hype is there. It's really oh, fun. It's really, you can just get sucked right into it.
1: I might have to check that one out, but I think I really want to give Starfield like a fair shake. I think I'm I'm gonna commit to it.
0: And Starfield, Baldur's Gate. I have a lot to play. I, needless to say, I'm not buying any games for a while.
1: <laughs> you um, got 2K too. Sounds 2K like it. A,
0: yep, 2K Madden as well.
1: So. You got Madden too. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, dude. <laughs> Brandon's out of money in real life too. It sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you can pay for your rent?
0: Yeah, yeah. I always pay for my rent. That's always <laughs> first. Like, uh, first it's of the me month. <laughs> that's me. That's why oh, video that's games funny. are a great investment because I can just stay inside and not have to spend money.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be me this month. I'm a little broke right now myself.
0: Yep, yeah, it'd be like that, man. But. It hey it was really a great weird. summer, I you know. Right back. It was a great summer. That's,
1: that's <laughs> how I'm gonna put it. Yep. <laughs> well, hey man, do you want to wrap this episode up? Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Nah,
0: dude, I want to get right back into the stars, dude. I got some ops to catch up on. man there's some
1: bounty hunters <laughs> I had to get back at. Oh, that's awesome, man. I guess okay. Before we ended, I've just what are you just like your broad strokes? Like, how are you feeling about the game?
0: You know, overall, they kind of, they catfished us a bit, not going to (laughs) lie, but, big butt, Bethesda, they did a good job, you know, they, was it necessary? No, I don't think the catfish was necessary, still very attractive, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think they saw it themselves, and that's kind of why they last minute were like, yeah, let's Put the last bit of money every last bit of money we have on marketing <laughs> shit, we get those initial sales because unfortunately i remember from blood sweat and pixels that initial sales stat uh-huh. everything in this industry
1: yeah it kind of seems that yeah all the sales have to you know, come up front and there's not much of a tail to it
0: if you hit that like oh the, 850 million phone release date, then everyone else is like, oh, well, it must've been great, you know,
1: must've been good. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I actually don't know how it sold. Let me see. Let me look that up really quick.
0: I think it's so fascinating that we have that many humans that we can put out projects like this and have that many people actually check them out and consume them. And now look at us. We're talking about it. Like just the economics behind this is so fascinating.
1: So I feel like we have to compare it to... I'm actually going to compare it to Boulders Gate because just saying how many copies it sold doesn't... Yeah, it's just, you have to have a comparison. And it's also like Boulder's Gate 3 is only out on PC.
0: And PlayStation. So they are direct competitors too. I can see how they are direct competitors, like the way they play. Very similar. I kind of want to play one or the other.
1: So it kind of seems... This is from a couple of days ago. It says... So there's... Obviously, it's more than this at the moment, but it says... Actually, this is as of August. This is almost a month ago. As of August, Boulders Gate 3 has topped 5.2 million sales on Steam. And it looks like Starfield has sold more than 6 million. Sheesh. So they're very, very comparable.
0: 6 million, dude? That's better than I thought for initial sale. I was thinking more in the ballpark of like three, maybe four and a half.
1: Yeah, I guess it's not something that we normally talk about, but we should. Yeah, it looks like more than six million players I mean, we have.
0: Both, we both study business. We should talk about it.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't. I mean, for me personally, I don't think it adds that much value when you talk about like how many units it sold. You know, I think it's. I mean, it's somewhat interesting, but I do think. It's more interesting to talk about the game itself. I mean,
0: no, guys. yeah, and that's not what we do here. We kind of just talk about like the games we love. Yeah, in this specific mm-hmm. aspect where we were talking about the marketing and like how they catfished us.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, it's just
0: it worked. You know, their efforts were You know, the makeup mm-hmm. and stuff, all the stuff they did, it did a great job.
1: Yeah. So yeah, so I guess maybe we can follow this up in the next episode with some more research on you know, I guess because I think that. Also, something that's that I think is interesting is it came out on Game Pass. So I guess this is the first game where you could play, you could play an exclusive for ten dollars. Or I mean, if you have an Xbox, you don't necessarily have to buy the whole game. You can play it on on Game Pass. I think yeah. that's only like ten dollars, so you don't have to pay the full seventy. So I wonder if those numbers are. Which in I that. bought
0: the premium edition, which was like a hundred and something bucks.
1: So you got to play this game a little bit early then.
0: I did. I got to play a pre-release. Did you
1: listen to any of reviews before you went into it?
0: No, I didn't. I just I kinda just jumped right into it. I knew something beforehand just told me it would be a great game. And I was totally yeah. right. I mean you spend twenty five years on anything, even just like with an idea, you know, it's gotta be Yeah,
1: you're gonna have something. You're gonna have
0: something. And they definitely have something there. They know it. It's it's timeless. You can tell from now. People can pick this title up. 50 years from now and understand what the craze was about in 2023
1: so yeah it's so interesting i mean I really feel like it took over everything for a little bit there and i feel like it's kind of simmered a little bit but there's still so much like it's different kind of content now it's a different kind of fervor where it's like hey you should check this out or you know you should you know try and do this, or let me explain how the skill tree works, or how to get the best weapons, or how to make your bullets more effective, and how to get the most out of exploration, and things like that. It is really interesting to see, and I I guess I'm really excited just to put more time into it, and to kind of invest a little bit more into it, because I'm very interested in it now, and I just can't, I feel like it's, every second I play it only grows, or my interest only grows, so.
0: Well, I, I agree, my my interest for it is only growing i'm itching to get back on it right now i'm not gonna lie but thank you thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode stay tuned yeah, for more starfield content we're definitely gonna have a lot more coming i know i'm gonna be streaming a lot more starfield for y'all so stay tuned mm-hmm. sticky munchkin twitch.tv slash sticky munchkin that's me
1: yeah. And we'll have the links for that below.
0: on the Twitch.
1: Oh, that's exciting, man. That's good. We'll have to put those on our YouTube as well. So yeah, very excited for that. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode where we talk about our thoughts on Starfield. Just to wrap it up, and you, know, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok. You can also, you know, if you like the show, the best way to help support us is to share it with a friend. And if you want to go that extra mile, you can support us on Patreon and you'll get access to a Minecraft server.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: Yeah, we're so excited about that. I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited to hop into Minecraft, man. I'm, I need to make a new house because it's fall. I think I'm gonna make myself a cottage. I'm excited for it.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm stoked to get back on Minecraft. It's been a minute since I played Minecraft, especially on my Xbox. Yeah. So this feels good to be, to be back in my humble beginnings. Minecraft is. Is where it's at.
1: Yeah, it's a very special game for the both of us. I'm just excited that we can have that. I guess have that in our community. And no more griefers allowed. <laughs> well, I guess if you want to grief, you have to pay for it. So, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the Sticky Buns Podcast. See you in the streets.